Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We got John Mullins coming on. In fact, he's coming back, I should say, because he was on yes. about four or five months ago. Return on guest. Our show. So, a return guest. So, we're always excited to have that. Yeah. And we're excited to talk to him a little bit about his mm -hmm. story and where he's at and just talk some music. So, John, welcome back. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me back and congrats on. All the success. I'm so it's so incredible to be a part of this. Thank you guys. It's our pleasure. Oh, thank you. So as you know, COVID has really affected the industry big time. Mm -hmm. So how has it affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze? Yeah, so I will tell you one thing. COVID has allowed artists uh the opportunity to be able to connect with their uh their their following fan base, whatever you want to call them, is giving them mm -hmm. a way to connect with them on a deeper level by, you know, being maybe a little bit more real on social media or being able to uh, post a little bit more, put a little bit more concentration into that. And I think um, it's affected me. Obviously, I'm not able just to jump out and play any show that I want whenever I want. Right. But yeah. um I am able to connect with the people that are following what I'm doing a little bit more. Mm -hmm. and it's become more of a kind of a family and this like tight knit, tight knit community that I'm really proud to be a part of. I love yes. that. Now, if you're watching this live or replay, be sure to share, share, share. Um, but that's like for our show, you know, we launched January of 2020. And I remember our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. And we thought if we could do that, we'd be on wow, fire. that'd be a lot. And that'd be a lot. Hit that, but, uh, and then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this could be our time to shine because everybody was slowing down. And we're, I was like, okay, we need to speed up because people like you are going to need a place to talk. And we're going to give them that platform. And because of that, not only did we start out as just a music platform, now we're a music, TV, and film an industry with a whole entertainment platform yeah. would bring everybody on within the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And we've done over 300 shows last year and we're at 350 now. Yes. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. How incredible. Again, like I've seen the growth that you guys have had and it's uh, it's an honor to be a part of it. And I'm thankful that uh, you guys uh, were, you know, kind enough to myself and my publicist, uh, Lindsay, to- We love Lindsay. Oh, we do love her, um, yeah. So proud of you guys, incredible work. And even last September when we did our interview, just to see how far and how, like the huge steps you guys have taken has been absolutely incredible. Well, we definitely appreciate it. That's about the time we, uh, if it was September, that's about the time we made the transition from just artists to also actors. Yeah, that's awesome. In October we started doing the videos, <laughs> and now we got about a lot of actors that are that coming on, and and so it's been crazy. It, it has been. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people would ask, "When did you know you wanted to do music?" But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that it could be a career for you? Yeah, I I will tell you. The moment I first wrote my song is when I knew, but the moment that it clicked that I thought maybe it could be something was when, when I think, I knew that music was always gonna be a part of my future, if that makes sense. Mm 
Yeah. yeah. But the moment that it actually clicked, I think, is when after I wrote my first song, I played it for somebody and they were like, wow, that's that's something you got there. And maybe they were being nice and maybe they, maybe they were just like being whatever because it was probably horrible. Um, but it got to it for that for me it was like well maybe maybe it is something i can do maybe it is something that can you know continue to be to grow and be something that is something that i will continue to or sorry to start to make a living off of and um, wow. you know, for every artist to be able to pursue their dream and make a living off of it is is number one mm -hmm. yeah. yes so what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music I'm going to be honest. My life is a little bit. People are like, like, what do you like to do outside? Like eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm as like interesting as, and as fun as everybody, but I love languages. Um, conversationally fluent in French, American sign language. I love to cook. Oh, wow. um, if I had more time, I'd go skating. I love skating. Um, but I'll tell you what, songwriting and music and hanging out with my wife and my puppy are just, that's pretty much my life. Pretty much. We know, life. we pretty much know that because again, we're us two, Lil Chris and Caitlin, and that's our life. And, exactly. and the show. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're hoping this show don't stay a hot. I mean, right now we're not being paid for it, but we consider this a career. So Amazing. hopefully one day it'll be branded enough to where we can have the Chris and Sandy show like the. Kelly Clarkson show. <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. I will tell you, you know, it's you're doing what musicians do and, and other people. You you start off something that you're mm -hmm. obviously great at and you work your tail off and you continue to put all this sweat equity that you're not going to see any penny, like not one penny from and you continue doing it. And then, you know, five years down the road, look at you now, you know, and so. I see what you guys are doing. You guys have been growing so fast. It's it's incredible. So there's no doubt. There's no doubt there's big things in store. Well, we appreciate that we vote appreciate of confidence. That. But yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely been crazy. We never it you know, has. we never imagined even where we're at now this short a time. Mm -hmm. So in a way we kind of owe COVID a lot of this. We do yeah. silver linings. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't wish it on the world again, but I'll tell you what, we've We've learned how to adapt and mm -hmm. and to uh, and to figure out how to how to truly connect with people. Yep. Yes. Um, through technology, which usually you know I would think that technology is what's keeping us disconnected. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, for 2021, my whole purpose or one of my main things I wanted to do for 2021 was figure out how to be uh, more genuine on social media because it's easy to put out yeah. you know, beautiful content and only you know yeah. pictures and you know tons oh, of yeah. pictures and whatnot but if you've seen any of my <laughs> instagram stories lately i've got hat head and just hanging out and getting ready to go to a writing session like it's it's nothing crazy i was like look i do these videos and just a t-shirt here i mean exactly yeah. i'm wearing a hoodie and that's, that's <laughs> on purpose you know that's that's on purpose i i didn't want to you know just throw on this super cool v-neck with a leather jacket and a you know necklace and all this right. stuff i want i want people to know that you know i i make music i release music i sing music but i'm also a real human and that's what 
We mm-hmm. are. And that's what I want to come off as in 2021. I just really wanted to be genuine. And exactly. Um, yes. I think COVID, COVID has really helped with that. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. we got a, when we first launched a show, I remember asking a Nashville friend of mine, what advice would he give um, as we launched this show? And I'll never forget what he asked because it kind of goes in what, what you were just saying. He says, whatever you do, be and stay authentic. He says, yeah. you could tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could tell every Ty Bentley joke. And he said, you might even be good at it. But the day will come when authentic Chris comes out. And when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of the audience that you worked so hard for. Yeah. Because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. So if you just start from the beginning and be authentic, you may grow slower, but you'll grow with the right audience. And you got to sell people on the real product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can all because you know, like they say, um, you can only be a first class you and always a second class someone else. Thousand percent, I love it. <laughs> so you've got a really cool love story too oh, with your wife. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Please tell us about that. Yeah. So my wife and I, we we first met in uh, college, um, and we lived in three of the same cities at the same time, but we met in the third city. Um, oh, wow. Three different states as well. We both lived in Lynchburg, Virginia, Sarasota, Florida, and Chattanooga, mm-hmm. Tennessee at the same times. Um, I met her at Chattanooga, Tennessee when we were in college, and I went to meet her parents. Uh, well, first off, I met her. I She was in the business office at college. I was in the business office at college. It's where you pay your bills. Nobody likes to be there. But she was like, walk, she walked in to ask somebody for directions to Walmart. Um and uh, it's back in the day when you'd ask for directions instead of just putting it <laughs> into your phone. And right. um, so I was like, this woman is gorgeous. So I jumped up from my seat and I like interrupted the conversation to give her directions to Walmart. They were wrong. And uh, <laughs> oh, well. I was semi new to the area as well. And I'm not good at explaining things. And so uh, she was like on her phone with her dad the next day, like, I hate this guy. I, I know why would he give me phone directions? And uh, but we ended up at the same table at lunch the next day. And fate, (laughs) there was God there. It really was. It really was. And then, um, you know, she kind of was in with with my group of friends pretty quickly. And um, I think the way that I got her phone number is we were all sitting at, at at the table and Everybody was like, yeah, let's call each other, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, nobody calls me. And I was like, I'll call you. What's your phone number? <laughs> and, um, you know, it was it, it was history from there. The rest was history. And uh, I was super afraid. My parents had just gotten a divorce. So I was afraid of um, commitment um, just because I was afraid of having the same thing that, you know, happened to my parents, seeing that oh. love and then something happened and, you know, that kind of not disappearing but just breaking and uh yeah so i was afraid of of breaking her heart and my own heart and uh so it took a little bit but uh we we're here now (laughs) and then you go through a little tragedy not long ago too though yeah i can fill you in a little bit on that so we got married and uh we got married a little while ago about a year and a half after we got married she fell forward on concrete hit her head Oh, wow. Started losing speech. Um, Lost short-term memory. I couldn't put sentences together. Developed anxiety, Mm -hmm. crippling Mm -hmm. anxiety, uh, panic attacks. 
it was an incredibly scary partner, like an incredibly scary time in our lives because, you know, we went from living just this semi-normal life, you know, working every day, mm-hmm. both going to work every single day um, to, you know, Whitney not being able to communicate, wow. being nervous because, you know, she couldn't go out in public because she had the anxiety that was crippling her. Uh, she couldn't uh, drive uh, because she'd have panic attacks. Um she couldn't remember things that we had talked about five minutes earlier and she couldn't like most of all, she just couldn't put sentences together. Yeah. yeah. So we would both just sit up and she would just cry. And all I could do was comfort her because she was just afraid that things would never go back to the way they were. And would she ever be able to speak again? Would she be able to ever communicate a feeling again? Would she be, stop having panic attacks every single day. And so um, we, it was an incredibly scary time in our lives. Our world was flipped upside down. Music kind of took the back burner for a little bit. And Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was a really difficult time in our lives. And some music came out of that that we'll probably talk about. Um, But it's been such a, such a tragic, crazy time in our lives. And And you stood by her through all this, which has been great. Oh, yeah, yes. there's a there's a beautiful part of it. You know, now she owns her own successful business, two of them, and oh, wow. a full-time awesome. musician. And, you know, so it's interesting seeing something so tragic turning into something so beautiful. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the tragedy. That was kind of the game changer for uh, for everything. Like they say, God takes your mess and makes it into a great message. He yeah. does. He takes really bad lemons and turns them into like the best lemon you've ever had in your life. It's it's <laughs> yeah. And speaking of the negative side of things, um, as you know, a lot of people they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carey, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their levels, but even a career level in music. And I always want to talk about that side of it. Because when you look at the world around you, nobody talks about this side of it. And I always want to talk about this side of it. I'll tell a quick story, help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Alice and Steele with two Steele girls. I'll never forget an answer she gave me when I asked her what advice she'd give an up-and-coming artist. She said, this will sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. Because the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes. You no longer own your own life. Everybody owns a piece of it um, from that point on. Your friends and relatives never understand. They invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're at the beginning mode and that you're in that grind mode, you're in, you're in the special years of your career. Uh, and so you can't say yes to everything. You have to say no to everything. And yes, the mainly things that help you with your music. And then your family has to sacrifice. They have to give you up to the world and kind of take the leftovers, so to speak, because you have to give your best out to the world and have to be happy about it. But then she added, but um, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side. I 100% agree with that. Um, that is That is always... Some, it's funny that that's that's kind of the what she would tell an up and coming artist because I think most people who have been there would give that same advice. Um, mm-hmm. If you music 
really, really has to be part of you to want to do this. Um, to the point of you have to be able to get knocked down and get back up. And it sounds so much easier when I'm sitting here and saying it. Um, <laughs> but getting knocked down means, you know, getting an offer from, you know, a small record label, but it's not what you need. Uh, and it's not what's the best for you. So you have to turn that down and you feel like a huge opportunity just passed you by, or it ha it could be, you know, uh, releasing a song and, it, and not doing as well. Um, it could be, mm -hmm. you know, and you put your time and life into every single tiny little aspect of your career. Also, you've got to juggle 5 million jobs when you are, you know, just starting out or even when you're, you know, semi-successful, um, you know, earning a living, but you, you have to juggle 5 million different things and you lose out on time with your loved ones. And uh, you miss weddings, you miss birthdays uh, because you have to do shows. And um, it is, it's not, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, and everybody mm -hmm. is also going to have an opinion. Um, <laughs> so you have to be able to sift through those. You have to understand that people in the back row can't make a front row opinion or can't like, you know, try to make a front row decision for you. Um, there's a lot, there's, there's a thousand, I, I could go, uh, this could be a, yeah, a lot of people want to be, um, want to be the bleacher preachers. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's right. The, I mean, this is a whole other interview. I can I could go on for hours about you know, how, difficult, how difficult the the life of a full time musician is, um, and how it is for you know very specific people. Um, also, there's there's something that not a lot of people talk about um, is that you also once you have a measurement of success, not many people talk about trying to keep up. And uh, that's what I think for me has been the most difficult thing re recently is, is making sure that you know, you're always staying in contact with the people who love your music, always working on something new to release it. And if that song doesn't do as well, then trying to release content that directs people towards that song. Um, so yeah. it's just, it's a nonstop game of trying to keep your head above water, but if you love it enough and if you feel like your message is important enough to want to share and uh, that's, that's it. You just got to work yeah. hell off to make it happen. Yeah. CRS, they had a panel discussion about being a 24 seven brand because as musicians or even hosts, like what we do, when you're in the entertainment world, you are a 24 seven brand, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's because there's always eyes. There's always eyes on you and that's great. That's amazing. That's what you want. Uh, but figuring out a way to make that work is it takes a special marriage. It takes a special person. Mm -hmm. um, it takes special girlfriends or boyfriends, whoever is in your life, special friends to understand it. Yeah. And, and, and you know, a lot of people don't realize too, is, you know, when someone's got a nine to five job, they got the weekends off, they got the evenings off, but you as a musician, you might make plans with somebody. But if all of a sudden a gig, a gig comes up that could be huge for you, you have to cancel. You just have, you, because you have to go to that gig because you know you never know when that big break's going to come, and, and it would be a shame that you say no to a gig and somebody takes that spot and then they become big because of that one one gig. Yeah, and that's it. That could also be you know that gig 
could also be the beginning of a relationship that blossoms into something different. The whole music industry is about relationships and it's not just relationships with the right people. It's being such a genuine person that you are okay with, you know, not okay with that, but that you chase after, um, you know, building this community around you that supports what you do and what you love and the right people will come along as long as you're you, because the natural, inclination of somebody being a very genuine person as long as they're not just like a horrible person altogether <laughs> i believe that there are people that um I, sorry i believe that there is not in like a real horrible person i feel like everybody deep down inside is a beautiful person a beautiful being and mm -hmm. i think that if you can let the world see that beautiful amazing genuine part of you the right people are going to come along at the right time even if you think you're ready right now, you probably aren't. So there's, you know, <laughs> God's at work doing something bigger, but you know, you just have to continue being sharpened. And, you know, we, we're chasing the same dream you're chasing because as hosts, we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Kelly Clarkson shows exactly. down the road. We want to rise to the top. And so we have to be, you know, show our vulnerable side a lot of times. And, and we're about to be launching a weekly thing. We were going to do it this weekend, but it'll probably be next weekend. Yes. But we're going to be launching this. And this yeah, is kind of going to put us out there a little bit because when we feel like this may be the next step for a show type thing. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be just doing like a 30-minute week. Now, it'll probably not start out live. It'll probably start out with us recording it and uploading it. Um, but a weekly show where we just talk about just things, updates of the show, yeah. new, news yeah. that are going on in yeah. entertainment. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what Bobby Bones does on his show where they go back and forth. They talk about things that are interesting to them and yeah. stuff. So we're going to try to do like a 30-minute segment every week where we do that so we can start the process of yeah. one day having that big show where it's not just about interviews, but it's also about us too. A thousand percent. That's incredible. And you know what? You know, it's it's very interesting to think about something like that, because just as a musician, you're another face in a sea of faces. And mm -hmm. what I love about you guys is you guys have something different to say than other people. And that's what that's what you're going to show the people, you know, rather than them people being like, I'm just going to tune into Bobby Bones, you know, not Chris and Sandy. Instead of that, people are going to be like, I want to tune into Chris and Sandy because they've got, you know, they've got a super, which Bobby Bones is absolutely incredible and a very genuine oh, yes. person. Yeah. He is. Um, but, you know, it's really cool to, 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 to think, you know, Chris and Sandy, they've got something to offer that nobody else does. And that's the fact that you guys have embraced wanting to be yourselves and, um, giving the world yourself and i see susan friend said yep sincerity and gratitude and a thousand percent i feel like you know as an artist outward facing sincerity and gratitude um as long and as well as inward facing sincerity and gratitude for what's happened to you oh, and to, uh, for your circumstances um is a really important part of this whole entire business slash community so Love that. Yeah. Now that we talk a little bit about the sacrifice side, let's talk a little bit about the glory side. Mm -hmm. Where are a few moments you look back on your career so far and you're like, wow, I got to do that. Let's start with The Voice season 18. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how that happened, how you got invited uh, yeah. or, and all that. The process. Yeah. So The Voice was, um, so a friend of mine, <clears throat> 
So a couple, a couple things that happen with the voice. Um, the, the voice had reached out regarding a, an audition and this isn't the first time that they had done it. So I had been burned before. Um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And so the second time that this happened, it was also hand in hand with a mutual friend of mine. And so I went, I, I was like, you know what? I'll go, let's go and hang out together. You know, let's make a night of it. Let's go out of town, do the audition and we'll come back. And um, I really didn't want to, but Whitney is always a huge proponent of, you know, she's my biggest cheerleader, number one. And so she's like, you know, let's yeah. just do this. Take, you know, take one night, just travel and do it. You know, I'll take care of whatever needs to be taken care of and just go audition, be yourself. And every single time that I had gone, every single time, uh, you know, the last time <laughs> The last time I had gone into the audition, I was just, you just put on this facade that everything's, you know, everything's great. And that, you know, life is incredible and you're a great singer and all these things. And this time I just went into the audition and just let them see the real me, which was really cool. Wow. Um, oh, awesome. Fill in, you know, you know, the bio and everything like that. So they're checking over the bio while you're auditioning. And uh, before I knew it, I had sang three songs and we were just going and going and going. And we were all oh, wow. hanging out. They were singing along with me by the third song. Then they're like, we're going to put you over to the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to, you know, get some information from you and get to know you a little bit better. And so <laughs> before I knew it, I was getting calls asking about <laughs> these long bios. And I was getting uh, invited out to Los Angeles for you know, an audition and it was just kind of a nonstop progression. I can't, I actually legally, I can't talk about every step of the process, We understand. but what I can say is that, you know, from start to finish, it took a while and yeah. it was, yeah. I'm very thankful for it. Um, it was a beautiful, incredible experience and, you know, getting ready to touch the stage for the blind audition was one of the scariest moments of my life. But once that light turned on the cameras were rolling and it was time for me to, to go do your thing. thing. I really wanted to just do my thing. And I wanted the world to hear a message that true love is not dead. As long as you don't give up and you That's just, it. you give all of yourself and that real love can conquer everything as long as you're putting the work into it. Real yeah. love doesn't just conquer all by itself. It conquers all with the work. And oh, I know. Faith I without know works is dead, know, like the Bible says. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I know y'all's story. So that's like, that's incredible to be able to, to think about that too. Like it's just true love conquers all as long as you put the work into it. And so um, I wanted the world to see that. And, you know, God allowed me to get onto that show. And thank you, Susan. And, you know, I was in the show and had an incredible time and built such a community of incredibly talented musicians. We talked about this, you know, people from the start, like think back to like the auditions that people didn't get to see the auditions that weren't even filmed. Yeah. Like yeah. those people from the start of the process to the finish were just superstars in their own right and incredible stars and incredible people. Right. And 
um, just to be part of it and to be able to touch that stage and to get as far as I did was such a huge blessing for me. That is really awesome. Glad it was a great experience for you because some people have, you know, the different experiences for different people. So it's really awesome when you run into people that had a great experience. And you're mm -hmm. so right. You know, it takes to work. You know, a lot of people in this day and time, they they want they think, oh, I am just that good. I don't have to work. And they think that they're going to get um, where they want to go off of their talent. And yes, talent will get you. But so far. But without the work behind, like, you know, I love what we do here with the show. Um, but we ain't got made no money yet. We will. Yeah, and and we, we do one or two interviews every day, six, five or six days a week. A lot of work goes into preparing for all that, trying to look up people. The, I think the biggest work is emailing people back and forth um, and getting hundreds of rejections a month because, you know, because now that we're moving up to a whole new level, you know, where we're reaching out uh, to the bigger, bigger people too, not just, to, you know, we're reaching out to both sides now. It's like, we get a lot of rejection. Sometimes I tell Sandy, is this even worth it? But we got to keep you. But again, this is a passion. I know those words. <laughs> I love it. I know like, <laughs> and, and it's crazy because it's like you you love it so much like you do with music and then you're but you're always like are we ever going to get that breakthrough yeah. is, 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 are we going you know level. sometimes you feel like there's a brick wall here and you're like pounding it and pounding it and pounding it and 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 it's like you see a chip fall and then you see another chip fall and you're like well chips are falling but we not like breaking through. You know, so I just, sometimes I feel like that, but I also know at the same time that eventually enough chips are going to fall or all of a sudden that wall is going to be gone and we'll go to that next level. Exactly. You just need a bigger hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just keep hammering away at it or just keep hitting as hard as you can and you guys got it. A thousand percent. Now you was talking about the music side a while ago. You're going to play a song for us, right? Uh, yes. yes. Awesome. Yeah, the floor is yours. Yes. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So I'll talk to you about this song. This song is called Better Man. Um, this song is what I released right before I uh, right before I met you guys for the first time. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm super thankful because this song, I, it's crazy. This song came from that really difficult time. Um, mm -hmm. And I wanted to write a desperate love letter to let Whitney know that no matter what we're going through in our life, no matter how hard times get, that I'll do everything within my power to get us through it, even wow. if I have to do it myself wow. and be a better man for both of us and for, for her and what she needs and what we need. And, um, it was a really difficult time in our lives where it was hard to communicate. So there'd be arguments and mm. I just, I wanted to write her a desperate love letter and let her know that I'll, I'll be <laughs> a better man. I'll do what I need to do. Oh. And uh, so this song I've, has changed my life um, since releasing it back in September. Mm -hmm. So about five minutes, months ago, it's had about 3.5 million views and streams. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, doesn't make sense to me and i'm so thankful <laughs> those numbers are unfathomable and i'm so thankful for it um but i'll sing it for you right now i hope you guys like it uh it's usually on piano but i'm just gonna 
played on guitar for you. Uh, hopefully the audio isn't too crazy. Who's <laughs> so, um, better man? <clears throat> It's only human nature just to give up on somebody that you don't understand. I know you got a million reasons to let me go, but now I'm asking for another chance. We can make this work. I would do anything for you. I didn't know I was wrong. Whatever I need to keep you To be a better man for you To be a better man for you Oh yeah First we're yelling and we're screaming And we're getting in the moment Then you tell me to get out the I know you're afraid, that's why you push me away But I will always come back to you and tell you We can make this work, I would do anything for you I didn't know I was wrong, whatever I need to keep you To be a better man for you To be a better man Thank you. It's kind of emotional. It's not kind of. It's a super emotional song to sing. It's sometimes it's kind of hard to make through, make it through how how much that song means to me and how crazy it feels sometimes just to be able to share something so personal. Um, 
the first time I sang it on stage, I cried. So it's just, it's oh, a very wow. difficult, it's a very difficult song to sing. And I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to uh, share it. So. Yeah, we definitely understand that. You know, when you do great things, and that's a great song, it really is. good put together, oh, yeah. heartfelt. And that's yeah, really what music is about. It's, mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you can have your pop songs, and that's great. And mm -hmm. you can have your bro country type songs, and that's great. We like those too. <laughs> yes. But there's nothing like that song that comes from within you. Yeah, that from and from a raw emotional point of view that you get to sing that you created and it comes out and you can feel it with everything in your body. Thank you very much. It's it's a song that I it's such an honor to be able to have written. Honestly, I'm so thankful for it. Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I like to respond to comments every once in a while. Cliff Cliff yeah. is my manager, an incredible guy. I think he follows along you got follows along with you guys too, Cliff Doyle. Yeah, we had Hannah on um, oh, our show yes, before. And we also had we also interviewed Cliff um, yes. from oh, his point incredible. of view. So that you know, mm -hmm. yeah, we he Cliff has kind of been like a mentor to me. Yes. Um because um when we first started the show, he was the one person that I could if something upset me, I would I would private message him and we'd talk about it. You get know, advice. Get huh? advice from him. So he's my kind of my go-to person on a lot of yeah. stuff within the music world. And he's been a big help. And speaking <laughs> of teams, because that's kind of part of teams, is um, a lot teams never get the love they, they deserve. They no, just don't. They don't. You know, people see you, but they don't see the teams behind you. And I always want to talk about that side of it because people just don't see it. So it's important. Um, Tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, teams, I feel like teams are always evolving. And mm -hmm. um, it's really cool to see, you know, people who have such a, you know, a small footprint in the big picture, but they've, you know, worked their tails off. And um, right now, the people who have big footprints in what I'm doing, who are really, really helping me along is Cliff Doyle, an incredible, incredible guy, mentor, and manager. And uh, Lindsay Sype, she's an incredible publicist and cheerleader. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I'm so thankful for her. Um, and, you know, there have been other people along the way that just, you know, it's it's really cool to, to get to make friendships and um, – and you know work together for a short while but sometimes things just don't always go as planned and maybe it's that person's time to to be out of the business picture but still love on them and be such a you know enjoy having or just a season yeah and so yeah. um i will tell you you know some of who i consider my team right now to be the people that have my back a hundred percent um you know, when it comes to the music business side of it are, are definitely Cliff and Lindsay, and I'm so thankful for them. Love that. And, and as, you know, we've kind of got a third co-host part of our team, <laughs> yes, our little um, nine-year-old, yes, uh, which he was eight ever. when you when you kind of met him yes, on the phone sister. part. Um, so you get to actually meet him face-to-face -face now. I'll so go, get. go get him. And then tomorrow, our Caitlin turns two years old. So Yay. eventually 
we'll be getting plugging her into the show because we are a family affair show. <laughs> so we'll get two kid questions every every interview. I love it. What's, well, what's funny is Lil Chris does I think two questions, two sometimes three questions now. So he's getting oh, a little more yeah. into this. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. What's up? Uh, hi, John. How you doing? Doing good. So, uh, what's your favorite food? My favorite food right now has to be there's so many to choose from uh i'm just gonna say i'm gonna tell you my favorite style of food mm -hmm. right now i'm enjoying asian food so i like i like food from uh like chinese food japanese food i'm a big fan of that what's your favorite food mine is pizza yes that's my wife's favorite food whitney that's her favorite food pizza for life always <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show? Yes. Um, my favorite TV show right now. Um oh my gosh, that's so difficult to say. I don't I don't watch a ton of TV. So I guess yeah. my favorite TV show uh at this time will be one that my wife and I are watching. We kind of make time to watch it on a weekly basis. It's The Bachelor or it's The Bachelorette. <laughs> I'll tell you, probably my, probably like the weirdest TV show to like, but I guess that's what we, we try to make time to watch that every week. And what's yours? My SpongeBob. <gasps> Who lives in a pineapple under the sheep? I love it. <laughs> yes, me too. And, and you know what's been cool about the show now, since we do bring on actors too, is um, we've brought on, a, he watches a lot of shows on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. We've been able to bring on like five to 10 people from Nickelodeon onto the show that he could talk to. Yes, that's incredible. That's awesome. <laughs> so, in fact, yesterday we even had one that um, she come on and so I think she's 14 or 15 years old and she she doesn't have a show yet. I think it's coming in the yeah future show. And the future show is going to be on Nickelodeon, but she's already filmed it and all that. So that was pretty cool. That's incredible. I love that. That's cool. That must be fun to be able to get to ask her some questions too, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He'll always remember these days, won't he? Yes, he will. It's good to see you again. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely loves that. Like I said, we're a family show. We bring on, you know, people that we all like. And so try to include him into it so that so it don't become a show where he resents. It can be a yeah. show where he can embrace. Yeah, he's a part of it. I love that. <clears throat> so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Right now it would be Ed Sheeran. Oh, wow. Oh, awesome. I love uh I love pop music. I love writing pop music. As you could tell from some of my most recent songs, I love just to, to do um, raw emotional songs, but I also love rhythmically what uh, Ed Sheeran does. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, you know, I say this and it's just because they're people I look up to the most. If you could take the songwriting of Ed Sheeran, the power of Adele and the emotion of Sam Smith, 
Put it together. If we could just do a four-way yeah. writing session, I would love it. There you go. That'd be Let's bring them all in, <laughs> and, and we'll and we'll um go live with it with y'all. Oh yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll just we'll all get in the same room and make it happen. Uh, I will say, I will say, it is it is always fun, you know, to say what celebrity you'd write with, just because they're in the public eye. Yeah. yeah. But the people that I'm writing with now in Nashville, I'm going to tell you one thing: they deserve all of the credit in the world. And um, mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't want to downplay things that people that are working just as hard as me are writing and, yeah. playing and right. doing and singing. So whereas it would be, it's fun to write, you know, it'd be fun to write with Ed Sheeran, Adele, Sam Smith, but the people that I'm writing with now are a great dream team. And I'm so thankful to be a part of what they're doing. And mm -hmm. I'm grateful mm -hmm. to be uh, working with, you know, the producer uh, that I'm working with. And it's just a, it's a beautiful time. And so I would say, you know, if there was something else I could do, I would, <clears throat> I'd love to keep writing with the people that I'm writing with, <laughs> which love is that. definitely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. okay. Now, to the, in 2015, we got a, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini. And one of the questions I asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question. Because the answer Kelsey gave us six years ago is almost to the T of what she's living now. And that she's been living for a while. So she, mm -hmm. this girl knew where she was going. Yeah. No one was going to stop her. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? I'm going to give you the same answer I gave you five months ago. Because it hasn't changed. Awesome. Love to hear that. Prize. I've got my eye on the prize, people. That's great. I picture myself on a tour bus with my beautiful wife and child mm -hmm. and our little dog in tow. And on my way to share my heart with as many people as I can. Oh, but that. Love that. Is, if it's playing for a stadium, that's great. If it's playing for... Um, you know, a theater, if it's playing for 10 people, that's great. Probably won't have a tour bus if it's for 10 people, but you know, if it's for, you know, however many people it's for, I see myself in five years, still spreading a message of love, positivity, happiness, um, regret, um, all of the things, but the main thing, the main message that I want people to know is that they're not alone. Uh, exactly. Because when people are going through the hardest times in their life, they they feel alone. And sometimes when people go through the happiest times in their life, they feel like they don't have anybody to celebrate it with. Then they mm -hmm. regress back into sadness. And yeah. Um. So yeah, five years on a bus, awesome. about to go play a big old show with my wife and hopefully child and a little pup. That's awesome. Uh, so let's awesome. say that you had um. Let's look 15 years down the road. Um, let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you want to remind him? Be thankful for every victory. Mm. I have a really hard time right now with that. Um, it's really easy to spout off the streaming numbers that, you know, my recent music has had, the views, the streaming. Yeah. But I'm working so hard to try to make it happen again with the next song or happen again with the next thing that I'm not taking time to stop and appreciate the, the, this, the things that are happening. And uh, 
sometimes I look at uh, incredible opportunities as obligations. And um, if I can find a way to understand that I get to do these things because I love them, then that is what I need to remind my future self of. And I think that if I can remind my future self to relish in the small victories and the large mm-hmm. victories and take, yep. even if it's just a moment or even a day with my family to celebrate the things that are happening, no matter how small or large the victory is, I think that's going to elongate my happiness, my future career and everything. As long as I can just take time to truly appreciate what's happening. Yeah. yeah, because it's the little moments that lead to the big moments anyway, because you never do. You can, you know, when you look at any big moment that happens, it can't happen without the little daily moments. Yes. And another thing I, I would want to tell myself, sorry, this will be the last thing. <laughs> the another thing I want to tell myself is never forget to sing with a purpose. No right. The whole reason of us singing this music and being for me, at least, the whole reason for my music is mm-hmm. to be something of value, to be something of mm-hmm. something that people can grab onto and celebrate with, or you know, understand they're not alone. Like I said before, um, I, I never want to forget that that music needs to have a purpose and a real reason. For, for being back. So, yeah. Sandy's got a couple questions. Yes. Yes. Okay, if you were describing your music to someone who's never heard it before, how would you describe it? I would uh, describe it as pop soul, similar to the sounds, maybe Adele, Sam Smith, that's it. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe piano, yeah, piano driven pop with a little bit of soul added into it. Oh, love that. And tell us a little bit about your trilogy of songs. I believe Better Man was part of that trilogy. Yeah, so the trilogy of songs basically are a large-scale overview of of what has happened with, uh, you know, my wife, Whitney, her accident. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't dive, it doesn't, um, it's, it's not an all-encompassing, uh, trilogy, but there are three songs that kind of go from start to finish. Oh, wow. well, the yeah. first one is called Better Man. I call it the desperate love letter to let mm-hmm. her know be a better man for. The second one is called Get to You. That is basically when you've made that promise and you feel like mm-hmm. you've exhausted all resources and it's such a hard thing to keep up with that actual promise that it's almost like you both just give up even though you're trying. The bridge mm-hmm. of that song says... Um, uh, we're in it too deep just to walk away. I took you for granted and I'm sorry. And so that song, I want people to let them know like that, even though it seems that maybe one of you or both of you has given up, that to, to understand that it's okay to realize that maybe things took a little bit of a wrong turn and it's okay to admit you're wrong and do whatever you can to get to that other person. And then the last song is called Survive. And that song I released in January. And that song... You'll probably hear me sing it on our next interview uh, in front of a piano. And uh, that song is really the main purpose of the song is to let people know that there's an end. There's sorry, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. If you're Mm -hmm. willing to put the work in and not give up. Um, It talks about basically how 
the time in your life has been so difficult that it takes over everything. It takes over when you're awake. It takes mm-hmm. over your sleep. You, you dream about it. And you just, you just replay it over and over in your mind. But then you have this little light at the end of the tunnel that you realize that no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, that you won't give up and you both will survive. And so all those songs go from the desperate love letter all the way to the victorious, we will survive. Those are the last words of that last song. We will survive. And so... It goes, the first line of the first song says it's only human nature just to give up on the somebody that you don't mm-hmm. understand. The last words of the last song say we will survive. And there's that, oh, wow. this trilogy of songs that just outlines such a difficult time in my life. And they get more and more personal as they get along. And uh, it's been very difficult to release those into the world because I'm always afraid that, not afraid, but uh, you can't be afraid to be vulnerable, but Mm-hmm. have this, yeah. this little scene yeah. of nervousness about it. But those, that's the trilogy of songs. I love that. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you ultimately like to be known for? Music that spreads a message. Um, there's, there's songs that are fun that I have coming out. I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but one of the songs is just says like, oh, we've got a love that's hot like summer. And so like okay. being able to just celebrate, you know, love, being able to celebrate perseverance, being able to celebrate wanting to work for a, you know, work for what you love. That I just want a message of, of hard work, dedication, love, celebration once you've made it through it. My legacy, I just want to have one, if that makes sense. <laughs> Love that. I, Love think that. That's, I think that's the main thing. I just want to have a legacy, not something mm-hmm. that's easily forgotten because it's made such a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I want to say one thing. Okay. okay. I want to say one thing I'm incredibly grateful for. I'm already seeing that come into play. Oh, wow. wow. This is not a brag moment. This is a grateful moment. Mm-hmm. my wife gets messages from people, some people we don't know, um, but she gets messages and we've had messages come into her saying, better man saved my marriage. Wow. Oh, that's and amazing. Wow. I was playing this song on a playlist one night uh, and my husband walked into the kitchen crying and told me he wanted to change and he wanted to be the better man that he could for me and our marriage went from being on the rocks to us both actually deciding to work on it. Um, You know, hearing those types of stories are kind of just extra kindling on the fire that's underneath of me right now to want me to work harder and keep going and keep spreading the message of the song as far as I can. Yes, that's the power of a great song. Right there. Well, I mean, why write a song that doesn't move people? Yeah. Why write a song that doesn't move you when you sing it for the full That's true. Times? Exactly. Because if you're not moved, your audience won't be moved. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like, you've got to find a way to, to, to create something that even after the thousandth time of singing it, that you still love it and still mm-hmm. find the meaning in it. I love that. So as we come to a close here, um, tell everybody how they can reach out to you, find you on social media, 
And any final parting words? Yes. Yeah. Anybody who's watching this, I would love to get to know you, hear you, hear from you. And the best way to do that is interact or comment on my social media platforms. Um, and that would be Instagram and Facebook and TikTok are John Mullins Official, J-O-N-M-U-L-L-I-N-S Official. And you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and um, Facebook with that. You can find me on YouTube and uh, Twitter at John Mullins Music. And um, I always love to see the stories, hear the, I mean, see people reacting to it. It's fun to watch TikTok and see actual physical reactions to to songs and hear stories and get to know the people that are following um, my story, my music, my musical journey, my musical story. It's good for all of us to be able to connect in that way. And so if I, uh, that's, that's the best way to connect with me. And I'm so excited um, to meet everybody that wants to be met. <laughs> I love that. love that. So um, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we definitely look forward to having you come back a third time. Yes. Thank you guys so much again. Like I want to let you guys know you, you guys are, you guys are monsters at this. You're killing it. And I'm so thankful that you guys are working your tails off. And I'm grateful to be such a tiny little part of it. Um, and thank you for bringing me on. And I, can't wait to see everything that you guys do. Thank you for the encouragement, but you guys need it too. You guys are absolutely killing it. So thankful. Oh, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate that because you know we're just like the artists. You know, you know, artists don't always get the encouragement. We don't either. You know, to be honest, and so it's always good. So we appreciate yes. that. Yeah, He's what so you do good. makes a difference. What you guys do makes a difference. Well, we appreciate it. And, appreciate that a lot. And like I said, we definitely will have you back down the road. Yes. To get more updates. Yeah, have a great wait. day. Can't Thanks wait. Thanks so much. You guys take care. We'll see y'all soon.